Hello Cryptonauts, today is July 29th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we have a special episode for you today with the creator of Ethermon.io, Idon, or aka Ether. So I've had an interview with him, was it two months ago, regarding Ethermon and it was amazing. So um, I've been wanting to do a second follow-up with him because Ethermon is growing so fast. There's so much going on with it. And I just wanted to reach out to uh, to Idon and find out uh, what's been going on and hopefully share a little insight about what's what's Ethermon been up to. So this is my interview with, uh, with Idon. And it's another amazing one. You're, you're going to love it. You're really, really going to love it. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started with the episode, with the interview. <laughs> let's go. And before I forget, make sure you subscribe. Give me a like, give me a thumbs up, and a comment. I love it all. I love it all. I love it all. So, all right, now let's get started. Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we have a special guest. We have Idon from Ethereum. Dot, sorry, correction, Ethermon.io. What's going on, Idon? Hey, the, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for inviting me, me over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been trying to reach out to you for a while because you've been doing so much with, with Ethermon recently in the past, what, few weeks, right? Yeah, we've been quite busy. We had a major launching event of, over on the central end, and uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff happening. And, and that's been a big, big, big boom, right, on the central land. That's, that's really cool what you guys are doing. So why don't you get started? Just tell us what's going on. Yeah, sure. So uh, there's actually a couple of things we're doing. So first of all, uh, we've been moving Ethermon uh, to be available inside uh, the central end. Um, as you guys know, Decentraland is a 3D virtual platform that's on the blockchain. Uh, Ethermon had planned to be part of Decentraland from pretty much from the very beginning. Uh, there was the, uh, you know, long time before uh, we were able to enable all this, mainly because, you know, instead of a 2D game, all of a sudden you have to make 3D model, 3D animation, and it just, uh, you know, lots of development and cost to uh, do the, all the proper 3D models. So finally, you know, uh, we just started with the, uh, the rollout is uh, with your Ethermon. People can now um, see them in the central end. Uh, initially, we're only supporting two months, but I think more. Uh, what well, more is rolling out uh, actually this coming week. Um, so people is able to essentially the, show the Ethermon NFT inside the game. Uh, it can follow you around, and you can kind of feed it. Uh, you can grow some food. And then you can also feed them. So one of the big events that we just had was uh, we were allowing people to find free food. And essentially, these are called like pineapples. So there's this event where people can uh, can look for pineapples and they can feed it to Ethermon and you can level them up, etc. So it's kind of like a, a petting Tamagotchi type of game that we're growing, uh, uh, making into. But eventually, we'll, right, we actually do battles. So uh, yeah, so there's That's a lot awesome. of roadmap that we have for the central end. So, so let me ask you, are you in partnership with the central land for this or is it just like an integrate? Are you guys integrated together now or how's that? How's that working? Yeah. So essentially the, this is, uh, I, I don't want to call it uh, the biggest, but I guess one of, one of the fairly big uh, uh, initiatives um, because we are partner with uh, our, our development partners with MetaZone. So uh, I don't know if those are familiar, but MetaZone is a platform marketplace for these creations which you can deploy on the central end um but we are under the, the, the central end developers program so other funding the central end also fund us so we're part of uh, their official development program so there's a essentially a six minimal six month roadmap uh, that we're developing the, uh, towards it so essentially they are kind of our uh, main sponsor essentially for development but we uh, we it is we are building in collaboration with MetaZone. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like a uh, uh, multi-party. It's kind of like a dream team, essentially, for me. Because one of 
the that we're able to onboard uh, was one of the developers which made a previous game uh, that was part of the something called Game Jam, right? Essentially, essentially, had this competition where people can participate and win the lots of mana. I think it was like half a million mana or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the the developer which won this uh, was uh, uh, making the this game, which was actually a pet game. So essentially, it was just like the perfect thing. What happened is in the pet, it was a pet dragon game. Now inside that game. Uh, you were able to see a you know a spawn an egg, uh, have a pet dragon. Uh, you can kind of you know pet it, and you can kind of I'm not too sure if you can feed it at that time. But now the main thing is people would then like, oh, okay, it's great. I can see the dragon when I go to the scene, and you kind of have to. Uh, but the thing is, you cannot own the dragon. So people are like, oh, you know, it would be great if you can own it. So it's just kind of like a, a dream match because you know he was going to he was working on this pet dragon game. But and then, but what happened is, uh, you know, he was using some three D models, which he couldn't really sell either because he was just licensing for use of the game. But then you can't really sell that as an NFT. So and then at the same time, we were going to do some kind of uh, pet related game. So we're just kind of like the dream match, right? Like the best uh, developer, right? The person that won the number one competition, uh, essentially coming to working uh, with us. So he is now part of the Ethelon team. Uh, to develop this, so just yeah, it's just a uh, you know a, a perfect uh, matchup. Wow! So it's like a glove fit in the hand, right? Perfect. It was a perfect. Match. Yeah, it is. It is. That's awesome. It is. We we were actually looking for the uh, you know uh, looking for the right developer to, to develop for pretty much like almost eight months, and then it was just like the uh, uh, you know perfect opportunity which we were able to uh, get this going. So like you know great team. Uh, you know MetaZone is also it's a platform that. Uh, promotes and and sell uh, these missions. So we're able to partner with them because, so what happened is our deployment is a little bit unique. It's not your typical deployment, which you only place one thing at a single location and, you know, everyone go visit. So we, we kind of have a, I kind of like to put it like the vending style, uh, vending machine style uh, method, which is we're actually selling these little pieces of, uh, 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 what do you call it? item which is really like a piece of coal but think of it as a vending machine where people can purchase it and then get placed it on their location so which means uh these creation that we created it's not like you have to deploy only ethermon you can actually put these uh uh well, the first meta uh this meta is these uh the deployment of code it's actually just look like a garden uh, so essentially a fruit grow out of it you can plant seeds uh you know fruit grow out of it you can up and feed your ethermon or you can actually feed other people's ethermon as well now uh we actually bundled that kind of thinking of that entire uh code snippet as a vending machine so anyone can actually purchase it and put it inside oh, the so existing cool. scene so all of a sudden yeah 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 so it's a really cool model and also the good thing is anyone who actually have this vending machine is limited obviously there's only a hundred of these garden meta uh anyone who actually the sell seeds inside of it they actually get 50 percent cut so it's you know part of the kind of the whole decentralized economy uh you want to give the cut to the people so all the developers actually get cuts from you know instead of all revenue because essentially they're promoting it well they have all these inside their land so therefore they also get a cut from all the what we call micro transaction which is like selling the pop inside the vending machine they get a they get a cut but technically it's unlimited pop uh, so as long as people are paying then they essentially get unlimited pop uh the plant metazone will make these nfts as well so it's, it's essentially later on, if you want to move your vending machine or sell it as a second hand you can do that as well so that's real like entire model just really really cool that's cool here's a question so you said microtransactions so how yes. is that working is so is, is this game like a side chain or is it strictly on the blockchain how is it working because i know right now the the price of transaction is very very high right now the fees yeah. are very high yeah. what's going on yeah. with that yeah with, with, uh, so it, with the blockchain yeah so uh the one of the thing about uh Ethermine, is it's a full chain game, which I think we kind of touched on before, which means uh, you can play the entire game off the, block, uh, off the blockchain. So, um, which means every single little data or interaction can be done on a blockchain. Now, the challenge obviously is when you do that, then all of a sudden uh, you cannot, 
uh, it becomes expensive when Ethereum becomes very expensive. The benefit of that was always that you don't, um, it doesn't depend on any centralized server. So I'll give you an example. If I want to remake the entire Ethereum game, uh, or the entire website, everything, I actually do not need anything from our server. I just need to know how to read a smart contract. And I can recreate the ecosystem and recreate the game directly from uh, the blockchain because all of the, the monsters data, all of the monsters uh, playing data, like experience, all of its mm -hmm. battle stats, it's already on the blockchain. Uh, except maybe like the picture portion because, you know, they currently just still don't store the pictures on the Ethereum blockchain at least. Um, so now, uh, obviously, with the gas going to like, you know, 40, 50, I think last week was like 70, like low, and it still took like two minutes to mint something. Uh, cost yeah. of minting become uh, more expensive, especially because Ethermon uses data contract, which means everything stores on the contract. Creating a brand new Ethermon, even though it's free, uh, would actually cost you around like four to five dollars. So, uh, so that's why brand new user coming in is like, hey, I'm going to play Ethermon. How do I get a free one? But whoa, although it's free, why am I paying five dollars? But they're actually paying five dollars to Ethereum network um, mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, Ethereum's getting really, very really popular. Um, so, but we, we do have quite a few options we're looking at, and this is one of obviously the hot topic. Uh, one of the, our, some, a, a project I've been working with for a long time is called actually for the past year or so, uh, it's Matic Network. So they are one of the, the chain that uh, it's an EVM, so which means Ethereum virtual machine. Uh, the implementation is a plasma chain. So which means that when you create these assets, you are using a side chain, which is a, a Matic plasma chain, but it's a plasma in the sense, which means it still uses a main chain. For to, to do proof of uh, uh, a proof of uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, I shouldn't use the wrong word here. Essentially, it uses the main chain to still to synchronize every few block. So that's something uh, one of the projects uh, we just had a uh, meeting with the head of uh, Dev. I think head of Dev. I don't want to give him the wrong title, but he he should be uh, you know <laughs> executive level title. Um, but uh, Andy Rock was his name. But I think essentially he's like head of tech. Uh, so we've been working with and I'm kind of looking at various different ways to deploy because, uh, you know, without going into too much technical details, um, yeah, there's, there's just different ways potentially to do it, but scaling is one of the things we're looking at. One of the other major things that we have done this year is we allow partially uh, part of the game to be able to be played with our uh, blockchain. So which means instead of getting a free Kiari uh, from our blockchain, we actually give people... Uh, enable people to get a free, well, I mean, we're about to turn it back on again, which is uh, give people some free Ethermon so that they can play, but then it will have a level cap. So which means at a certain level, then you kind of cap until you kind of expect it to get a mm -hmm. on-chain version. So we're looking at various stuff like that to kind of be okay. able to make the game playable for traditional players as well. Sorry for the moment. So, no, that's, that's fine. Uh, my, my, I, I can tell you from my, my, from my personal experience, because I personally do play Ethermon, I use the uh, the Dapper wallet because that gives me free transactions to uh, to purchase my you know um, free moves yeah. more or less right yeah so that's 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 what I do because I know from my personal experience was using uh, MetaMask it was costing me money more than I wanted to pay to have a nice enjoyable experience playing Ethermon because I yeah. like it I like Ethermon I really do. I, you know, way, way before it was, when it, when it was Ethereum, Ethereumon, yeah. you know, that's, I was, I was in, into it since then. Um, let me ask you this question. How many active users do you have on Ethermon right now? Uh, the DAU question is interesting because now that we have different platform, but I'll just give you a quick statistic because kind of the size uh, currently. So recently, obviously we launched our uh, uh, platform on uh, the central line. And I believe, most people who actually played our classic game actually went to the central line, plus the existing people that you know that we're able to uh, uh, brought in. So within the one one week and a half time frame, uh, the data I'm just looking at today, we had a total of about uh, 500 or so, just a little bit more 500 unique user that participated, and then of those user. Uh, we had about 150, just less than 150 users who actually have a uh, which qualifying activity, uh, as well as I think 90, 90 of those users. So you know, two thirds actually was a uh, interactive or, or you know came back and do a replay. So I think in terms of overall size of um, 
uh, uh, number of players is still low to traditional games. However, uh, I think we may have touched on this before, which is we typically find that although the number of users is low, um, but the number of paying user and the amount of money that they, they actually spend investing these assets is usually uh, much, much higher than traditional games because of the fact that people know these are uh, non-fungible and essentially they retain their value. Mm-hmm. But I just want to mention maybe one other statistic. Overall, from the you know, history of Ethermine, uh, we have a total of a uh, unique... Uh, 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 what you got unique addresses around fifteen thousand unique addresses. So now, wow. if you think about, yeah, if you think about the the state of, uh, you know, Ethermon kind of started when kind of CryptoKitties did, right? I don't think we have as much users as CryptoKitty, but I just think if you just think about, uh, but most people that we talk to that knows about uh, blockchain games obviously knows about Ethermon. So I think that kind of gives you a sense of how many. Uh, I would say if you multiply by maybe by five by five or ten, I think in total number of NFT players in general, I'm just making wild guess. Guess, um, but we're working with another company that is doing chain analysis to do more study on this. I think that thing is probably less than hundred thousand in terms of total NFT, uh, you know, addressable markets essentially, like the active total user. So that's why when I when people ask me DAU, I'm always a little bit hesitant to answer the question because I know if you compare uh-huh. to like traditional gaming, they're talking about right. like, oh, you don't have a million user, <laughs> like well, the total addressable well, market is not that I, big. I didn't, I didn't honestly. I already knew it wasn't that high just from my yeah. experience because this is what this is what I see when I'm when I'm doing a ranked matches. I can see the amount of people that are battling more or less in real time because I can see yeah. what is it, the, 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 the end result of who won, who lost. Yeah. And I noticed that it, it's not really highly active. I, I, maybe there's more people than that, but uh, I noticed that I do battle a lot of the same people over and over again. Um, yeah. So it just shows that there is, we're still, we're, still just, we're still in a growing phase. I know that. So I'm like, that's, that's cool. I like that. I still get the opportunity to enjoy this at, at the early stages. So, um, what was my next question? Oh, um, is when when you're playing on Decentraland, are you transferring your NFTs from the Ethermon platform nope. over to the Decentraland platform? How does that work? Yeah, uh, yeah, glad uh, that's a perfect, great question. So, yeah, a lot of people are asking this. So, one of our uh, motivation was one of our philosophy is always like. NFT is NFT. You purchase it, like the whole point of NFT is it's immutable and you can reuse it. So the point was versus your traditional uh, traditional games, which you mean, you know, you, you launch the, this game and you get this character, but if they relaunch on a different platform, you have to re-get that character, right? Just like, I'm, okay, maybe I'll use the Pokemon. That's the one that I, I came up with, right? You play like the first version of Pokemon, you get Pikachu, right? And then you play the next version on, on Game Boy, you have to get Pikachu. And then you get play like Nintendo, you have to get Pikachu. And then, you know, it's all, you have to get different of the same Pikachu. But the whole point of the decentralized uh, uh, blockchain gaming is the same asset because the contract itself is not centralized, which means you don't have to depend on the developer to get the data. You can get it off the blockchain because it's immutable forever there. So therefore, you can always get all the data. So therefore, in our decentralized game, which is the same with our uh, integration with uh, the other game called Taito Magic, the card game, is all of our platform and all of the integration focuses on it is the same NFT. We know the user's wallet. We know the user have that NFT. So all you need to do is show up with your existing NFT. Well, I would say just logging that has Ethermon inside. And because the blockchain knows you have it, and therefore the game knows that you have it. So it's exactly the same Ethermon. So what we did do is, because we have uh, now up to 200 Ethermon, we couldn't support 200 3D model plus animated like all, all, all at once. But each model animated costs about 500 US. So even if we wanted to do like 200, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think that's quite a bit of money, right? Um, so in terms of uh, development costs, so uh, yeah, that's 100K if you want to, uh, you know, make all the model at the same time. So what we're doing is a staging release. So which means, although you have many NFTs in your wallet, uh, only those that support it in the central line will show up in 3Ds. And we're incrementing this by, uh, essentially our current plan is increment 10 uh, supports of 10 mon every month. So by end of the year, we should have, you know, at least a third of the months there. Okay, okay. 
So there is this internal token that you have on e uh, Ethermon that is Emont. Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. So uh, Emont is our own ERC20 token. Uh, we never did or never will do any ICO. The idea was that people spend time. Uh, it's essentially think of it as a uh, interest in a way. Uh, in terms of when you play the game, we, at some point, at some point in time, we call it mining the token. So, which means you play the game. Obviously, you have to have Ethermon. You go battle mm -hmm. with it, and for when you battle and win, uh, as a quest, they give you token. Just kind of like any of your uh, mobile game will give you, you know, tokens uh, when you complete daily quests, or like the diamonds you can call it, right? In those mobile games. But except this diamond, in this case, for us, it's called Ethermon. Uh, is a, a token on the Ethereum blockchain. You can actually mine it and you can actually sell it over at several exchanges that were listed under, including Radar Relay, uh, and Fork Delta, and also uh, McCarthy had an exchange for a while. We were listed there, but that's kind of like semi-centralized. And we're also on Uniswap V2 recently. Okay. Um, so which means you can actually sell each of these tokens for like, I think right now the value is about 0.0002 ETH, uh, but you can mine it relatively easily. So now what happens on our platform, you can use it interchangeably for ETH. Well, so yeah. Oh yeah, so it, uh, when we say mine, we really mean just playing the game. So when you play the okay, game, yeah, you yeah. finish your daily quest, you know, do battles, and if you win, then you get some Emon token. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's cool in a sense because then you are, uh, way, why I call it is interest is because you pay and, you know, you have Ethermon. So you can't, you, you, they should be able to do something productive, right? So in this case, you know, you take them to battle and therefore you can get Ethermon. Another way to get it is actually, you know, how we have this, this adventure mode, which you send your Ethermon yeah. for adventure. You can spend that, you can spend Ethermon to go adventure. Uh, and when they come back to adventure, I think biggest reward, I think it's, it's like 1,000 Emont or something like that. So you can spend 15 if you're lucky. Wow. Uh, you can come back with 1,000 Emont. Wow. So yeah. So how, how many how many Ethermon are there? Uh, in to yeah, in total, there's uh, 52,000 Ethermon. Um, no, so but like unique breeds of, of, of Ethermon. Yeah. So if, if you look at Ethermon's token, uh, there's uh, uh, 52,000 uh, tokens. Wow. Uh, yeah. So through, throughout the time, you know. And if you look at the total uh, flow through, uh, Ethermon's total uh, US dollar equivalent flow through, it's about like 1.4 million or so. Um, but obviously a lot of that was sunk by the, you know, uh, it started being very high. I think when it was first launched, ETH was around like $500, went back down to $80. So uh, the, the, you know, previously until all development team kind of, uh, uh, took over the development from a previous uh, a developer, which was almost a year ago now. Uh, the previous dev, uh, obviously, the previous dev team was actually really, really big. They had, a, I think, a, a, a max maybe around 13 people full time. Uh, for us right now, we have about, uh, I would say, uh, three developers that's in full time capacity developing on it. And the rest of the kind of the founder staff, which is technically full time, but we don't pay ourselves currently. So that's kind of uh, the size. And we have our developer partners. So I would say the total number of people that's involved in Ethermon is around maybe nine or 10. Uh, I need nine, to go count nine, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm looking currently on coingecko.com, the uh, Emon token yes. that's sitting at four cents right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I think uh, on average, you should be able to get around uh like each day if you battle and should be probably less than like five ten minutes you can easily get uh i think easily get like 10 emon or something um so like you know it's not huge but then at the same time if you were to complete the quest so we have quests such as if you uh laid a certain amount of egg if you complete a certain battle uh so if you do like you know for example the uh the 1000 right uh the one uh, the 1000 emon so if you get a thousand emon that's actually a lot i think that's uh, four cents times a thousand that's quite a bit forty dollars wow that is cool okay what else do you have Any, you uh, yeah 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 i want to talk about so we recently launched this uh, plush toy uh, yes. Here's the thing. You have yes. all the time in the world right now. I am. This is this is cryptocurrency chat. Just kick back, relax, 
let me know what you want to talk about. This is this is your this is your casa. My casa is su casa. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think I really want to talk about this. Um, the Isaman plush toy that we recreated. It took. Uh, it started it around uh, December last year. We started with this concept, which is we wanted our own plush toy. Now we wanted to be doing something that's kind of like Beanie Babies, but uh, so it's a little bit more the. Uh, it's interesting in that sense. I uh, will show you. Uh, I don't know if you can send pictures, etc. Later on. Um, so what happened is we want to make sure the plushies are essentially uh, utilize the blockchain technology somehow. So the the best concept we came up with is we have this uh, QR code uh, that's on. First of all, we have this little sticker. It's a template proof sticker that has the hologram of you know Ethermon logo hologram. But on, yeah. on, on top of that is a uh, Ethereum private key under a scratch pad. So, um, so each one have uniquely a, a, a this Ethereum private key. If you scratch it, you can scan it into your MetaMask, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, you will call, you have the extra wallet. Now, uh, underneath the sticker, there's also the URL. So if you go to that web URL, you will see a public key. So what happened is we're using this as two things. A, it's becoming an airdrop program. So whoever which have one of this plush toy uh, will then have, uh, can see if they actually receive an airdrop. So we can airdrop to the public key of people who actually, actually have this plush toy. The second thing is, when we airdropped it, it kind of stayed within that wallet. Now, if you want to extract it, you have to scratch the pad and reveal the private key. So which means once you scratch it, it's technically not mint anymore. Uh, so it's very interesting because you can have this. If you don't scratch it, you can say, hey, you can check out the, the public key on it. It has this you know, expensive $500 NFT on it. And then, but, you know, I don't scratch the private key, so I know it's still secure. That so, is so yeah. cool. Who came up with that idea? That is amazing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You know, it's something that uh, uh, took a while to think about, like, what's the perfect flow for it? Uh, yeah, you're speaking to the man, so. <laughs> that is awesome, man. That's so awesome. How yeah. long did it take you to, to, to put that together? Oh, it took quite a while because uh, what happened is, you know, to make Plush Toy, we realized, you know, there's a lot of learning curve. Like, you need to have... Uh, what you got? You need to have proper barcode, and then you need to have like the proper label. You have to get the material checked to make sure it's like compliant to the you know where you're sending to. And then we're trying to get yeah. into Amazon. So I mean, uh, in my previous life, I'm an Amazon bestseller for like in Canada for like uh, uh, mining machines. So we're kind of leveraging that supply chain to now gonna you know start listing these plush toy. Uh, so we're kind of in production right now. I should, I should send you a picture of like. <laughs> Like the thousand awesome. plush, like plush toy yeah. on my floor. <laughs> awesome. so, so right now, are these available? These plush toys? Yes, uh, they are not yet on Amazon. They will be very soon. Uh, but I am essentially uh, uh, sending it out to you know uh, a few people here and there uh, so that they get a hands-on version. So uh, are you are you in the US? I forgot. North America. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So, California. you know, if you send me an address, I, you know, I, I definitely oh. be able to uh, send you one. And actually, I, I, I want to actually open up like to like, if you don't mind me, you know, kind of promoting it here is I think if anyone uh, uh, is on this podcast, I'm probably happy to send one out to probably the first person, which somehow find out the score and message me about this. And then I will send okay. them one. But they must be in North America. I think if it's too far, North it gets America. very expensive to, to uh, for my gas uh, to to buy. I got gas for my gas, right? For the for the uh, the the the, the, uh, the hey, steps. Cool, though, I done. That's cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that because I'm looking at the photos you sent. These plush toys, man, your hands are very skilled at at, at making these plush toys come together. <laughs> yeah, I see how you. <laughs> these are amazing. Thank you. Are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Now, is there is okay? Here's something I don't think we've spoken about this, but I'm really curious. Is there like a an, an origin story to the Ethermon universe? Uh, so we started composing. Uh, so what happened is originally Ethermon team didn't have a story lore behind it. 
we start composing that a while back, but currently we don't have a formal release, but we're essentially doing kind of story building of uh, each one, one by one, which means like this one actually does that and what is its abilities. I think one of the key thing is, if you look at all the superheroes, that's something that we kind of learn because, you know, the, our other partner game is called Chain Guardians, which we're making like superheroes, yes. right? So the thing is like, mm-hmm. really realize is like, it's great to make this awesome looking character, but so what if they don't have some really cool ability? I think it's the really cool ability that people are looking after. And originally, the original Isaman the design was to obviously to give a special move for these Isaman, but then it was more becoming a generic type of move. So we really want to spend more time to say, hey, this Isaman have this special ability, right? Although like the ability may be like healing, but like why does it have healing ability? So we really try to spend more time uh, thinking about that and also thinking about how each of the mom will fit into the, the bigger you know schema thing uh, in terms of you know how its uh, interaction will roles within each other so at this point that we haven't really released too much information on that but it's something we are working on the back back end to kind of keep, yeah. give that meat behind it you know one day hopefully That's to cool. be able to make like you know short I, films I or cartoons I, I like writing stories I, li- I love writing fantasy stories it's, it's one of my hobbies oh, in awesome. fact I got I have a book on Amazon right now that's a fantasy book. Oh, really? Yes, it's, it's pretty cool. Okay, very uh, cool. But I'll, I'll trade your here, plush toy for a book. <laughs> hey, there you go. I don't mind. I, I have the extra just, track. I can sure. Well, like, uh, just give me a link. I'm pretty sure I'll just go buy one. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So there's a lot of rumor about um, Ethereum 2.0 coming out pretty soon. Yeah. What's, how is that going to affect or how is that going to change if – there's going to be any change with the Ethereum on platform. Is it going to be a benefit or a disadvantage when that transition ha- occurs? Yeah, I, I think right now it's still too early to know the adoption of all the, uh, you know, the new features, uh, especially with all like the shorting, et cetera. Uh, uh-huh. We are kind of just monitoring. I don't think we're going to be the, the forefront in terms of people adopting it uh, currently, but we are definitely watching it because obviously gas right now is very, very heavy. It's causing us to having to do a lot of uh, creativities in terms of how to keep our community engaged. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously you know something very important for everyone. And obviously, ether price is good, so you know people you know we're happy. Um, so yeah, but we're definitely watching. Not not going to be the the forefront in terms of uh, on that adopting curve. And it's I, I think I'm pretty sure two point is coming out like next month, like the fourth or something like that. But on testnet, so we just have to monitor and see how that uh, is. Okay. So what else? Let's see. Do, do, do. I think we pretty much spoken about everything. I, I, I feel like you have a lot more to tell me, but I don't know if that's the right time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just thought, I'll drop one more thing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I'm not supposed to say, so, like stuff on the roadmap. But I will say one more uh-huh. thing. So one of the key things that we're pushing out with the central line is uh, we have decided that in order to kind of take the, the next step, uh, we will be making available something called the Ethermon Egg Nest Meta. So, which means that for the people that are that are landowners on the central land, uh, we will no longer we will no longer sell uh, Ethermon eggs on our own website. We will be creating these Ethermon three D egg meta, uh, so that people can deploy. Uh, I would say they can purchase or get their hands on one and deploy on their own land. So all the uh, egg related Ethermon. Uh, will only be available through those uh, locations. Now, when the uh, owner uh, which deployed that meta uh, make any sales, they will actually get a cut from it. I think the cut is, I might get burned if, if I say the number, but I think it's somewhere between like 20 to 40%. So which means instead of us making all the ether, whoever that had these garden meta will be able to get some hand, on hand of those. And usually they go pretty hot, especially when we're de- uh, selling new Ethermon, because traditionally the first one, two, three, the first three catch are, you know, go for a premium because they have this little gold, silver, and, and bronze batch on it. So I think the, the first batch of the first few egg meta, whoever, uh, egg nest meta, whoever, you know, end up, uh, getting them and deploying them will be in a you know probably get back this all I return on investment fairly quickly, uh, but yeah that's the our longer term plan is to enable uh, more features. Uh, but one of the key things was decentralized. It's great people can like you had this question earlier, which is I can see my Ethermon is at the central end, but someone who doesn't know Ethermon go to the central and say, 
oh, how do I get my own? Like they have no way to get it unless they come to our website, right? So therefore, we have decided to move our uh, ability to get new mods directly uh, on the central and also to just let other people deploy it directly and get a cut from it. So that's something uh, interesting that we're making the intensive of uh, for, for our end, making it more decentralized, right? Which is actually could be good, right? Because, it's, it's, you know, instead of you centralizing you know, selling everything and make all the profit, why don't we share and kind of let the community uh, help with uh, the push-up. So I think that would be something very interesting. You've recently experienced a few DDoS attacks, am I correct? Uh, yeah, so... Pats those up. I guess that's like the, the, the... It happens pretty much on just about every platform that I know, but it seems like you've taken care of that very well. Yeah, uh, obviously it was being a major focus. Uh, the issue there was, uh, first of all, I think it's good uh, that you know we have enough visibility to even receive DDoS <laughs> attacks. So that's mm-hmm. actually a good thing. Uh, but secondly, it does help us to say, hey, you know, how do we uh, kind of leverage the best technology to understand where the attack vectors are coming from? Uh, we notice there's some IP that's hitting our APIs pretty much like, uh, and it's changing like every other few every few hours, and then hitting all all APIs to kind of try to uh, overload. So what does that do to the end user? Well, I think the thing is for all servers, you have um, you have your API have limits, right? In terms of how much it can accept. Yeah. Now, when it's overloaded, you just end up like server five hundred errors, etc. Which means user can't even log in because they try to log in, but the API is saying, "Hey, I'm too too busy." Too much request to serve you, so you right. can't log in. So yeah, you end up having all kinds of different issues. So uh, it really took us uh, some time to really look at, hey, where the vectors are coming from? How can we prevent it? You know, essentially, we need to make sure whoever we're giving API no longer just public unlimited. We have to kind of you know throttle that. We'll give set a limit, uh, as well as maybe restricting some of the APIs um, that needed. So it, it does help us tighten our stack. Um, okay, here's another question. For the roadmap, because I'm sure this is part of the roadmap, you have new characters coming out periodically, correct? Yes, Ether months, yes. Yeah, new, new Ether months. Um, so how, what, 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 is, what is that ratio? Are you, are you shooting them out one, one uh, a new month a week? A few of them are grouped together in a month, quarterly, annually, how's that working? Yeah, so just to be uh, frank, we have discussed uh, uh, this obviously a long, long time and always have a plan for it. The original plan was that once every quarter, uh, we will have a refresh of different months uh, that's available uh, or new month that's available. Now, because we have very th- different channels, I'll explain the channels, they, we can sell them directly on our website. Uh, we can also sell them inside eggs. Now it will be only available on the central end. Now we can also add into the adventure site because the bulk of all Ethermon, you cannot even purchase. You have to go on adventures. You have to send your adventure on Ethermon and he might find another Ethermon. So that's kind of how it works. So there is release over there. So our plan is to kind of go into more of a uh, routine. So which means uh, each quarter, uh, we will be releasing a list of new mods. We're switching out, rotating something out uh, because then that kind of reflect the seasons. So we might say, for example, the winter season, we're going to roll out more ice-related ethermon. Uh, you know, during summer season, maybe fire, et cetera. So we, will, we have that in a plan. Now, the other thing that kind of sometimes throw us off a little bit is there's a lot of partnership. So last time, for example, we had this mod which we've been creating for a while called Canubis, uh, uh, okay? And now because of the Canubis' uh, uh, birthday, I think it was April 2nd, was it? Sorry, I, you know, if I spoke wrong because I'm not a huge cannabis person. Uh, I think it was April 2nd, or it was the 22nd. But anyway, so that's a cannabis birthday. So we're like, oh, that's the perfect time. Oh, 20th, yes, correct, 2020. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> April 20th, uh, 2020, when we launched uh, Cannabis, the Ethermon. Now, that is it was hilarious. perfect. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> then all of a sudden, because the Flower Patch, which is, you know, this uh, this game around the cannabis, um, so Hugh from uh, 
the, the founder is like, hey, let's do a cold promotion. And I'm like, hey, Puffer, we have this cannabis system. Let's try to aim for that, you know, release that. So sometimes we end up spending like, a, you know, two weeks just focus on releasing that because we think it's a perfect, uh, it's a good uh, market window to be introducing it. So sometimes stuff like that throw us off as well as, you know, out of DDoS attack. <laughs> so, so yeah, there are all kinds of stuff coming in different direction, but we do want more consistent uh, on the recent timing. But the other big thing is, for example, like the recent uh, increase in cost of a gas, that really caused us to say, oh, okay, all of a sudden we expect a lot less user to go to a venture. Now, what we did is in to combat that, instead of people going on one adventure for a certain gas price, we changed the probability of the loot so that it is uh, three to five times more. So therefore, uh, instead of going fire venture, the chance for you to get something cool will be five times more. So as if you know you only have to send one transaction to get five times. So we try to balance stuff like that to encourage uh, users to continue to play during this you know higher gas thing. But obviously, as we discussed earlier, it's, it is something major, a major thing we're trying to focus on how to combat all this uh, huge fluctuation in gas. You know, I don't. I, I think I've asked you this before, but I, I don't recall at the moment. What did you do before Ethermon? Um, yeah, so just prior to Ethermon, uh, I'll I mention two prior lives. One of them is uh, block, uh, cryptocurrency mining, uh, specifically Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, less Ethereum, but mainly just ASIC machines. Uh, mainly, we, uh, we operated uh, four locations in Canada, uh, east, very, very east coast, middle uh, uh, as well as... Uh, uh, so it's actually yeah, four locations across Canada. Um, we will also be selling the mining machines uh, over Amazon. So that's what we're doing. But prior to that, I was kind of doing like gold and silver stuff. So like physical, <laughs> like sell money okay. type of thing. So like, that's why this is transition of why I'm such a firm believer and, uh, uh, in this uh, crypto you know, currency stuff because I came from hard money, which is like you know, physical, uh-huh. like understanding monetary history, then you know, gold and silver right. stuff too, <laughs> cryptocurrency yeah, mining. Yeah. yeah, because when we uh, started in 2015, sorry to just add one more piece of information, like in 2015, it wasn't that early, but it was still hard to get Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, you can go meet oh, up yeah. with someone, but I'm like, okay, I say, because my background is computer engineer, engineering. So I'm like, okay, just figure out how to yeah. you know, mine myself. Oh, tell you my first bitcoin purchase was through the second life video game oh really okay okay yeah because oh. there was no exchange really at the time that I, I that i had access to yeah so i had to i had to purchase some sort of like token uh from second life and i had a trade to one of the players that was in possession of bitcoin at the time and hopefully i crossed my fingers hopefully this this token that i connect my paypal account to I gave this person this virtual token for Second Life. That person would give me the Bitcoin, and then I'll transfer it out to my wallet. So that was it. Was nerve wracking. It was you know you got to wait for the block to clear. You know, wait waiting for yeah. the block, and then you know hopefully I was able to take my Bitcoin out of there. So that was that was an interesting experience. Now it's so simple. Now you can. It's so simple. It's crazy. yeah, yeah. Because um, I spent a lot of time in Asia, especially in Hong Kong. Uh, they now have like exchange spots. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen this exchange spot. You know how like, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you see exchange spot like at the airport, right? They have it for Bitcoin, <laughs> so you can bring cash. Mm-hmm. They send you like uh, Bitcoin, and they, you can actually uh, send the Bitcoin. They give you cash right away. So they have like two or three s- spots now. Uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. It's become more and more here's available. Another, here's another question: We're obviously eight months into this virus. Has that? been an issue with you developing the game or with you being able to maintain your user base uh okay so i think there's a few things i want to mention first of all all team directly so we're fortunate enough that although we are kind of located all in the world like india france uh us canada uh yeah like pretty much all over the place um hong kong right um now, all of our team members essentially work remote. I would say ooh, 30% of the team had came across the virus. So they oh, were wow. pretty sure they had it. Um, uh, none of them actually had a chance to go take the test uh, because they were just not sick enough to go take the test. 
gladly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much they were like after the fact, like several months later, they, yeah, they were pretty sure that they, they got it. None of them were very serious, but the, they all been to locations, which was like a few days later, like closed down due to, uh, yeah. you know, due to, you know, uh, people which had confirmed cases. So, but now, um, yeah, the game we're glad, you know, no one had to go to, uh, you know, be on ventilator or anything, you know, more serious than that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think, you know, user base, I don't think there has been a direct impact. Uh, there had been some user, which kind of, I think it's probably natural, which is like, you know, they move on one game to another, but we haven't seen a direct impact very much on our user. And I also, I think because, because everyone's at home, uh, in general, there's just more user on the internet than before. So yeah, but I haven't seen a, a direct impact in terms of our development or uh, user base. Okay, so I'm assuming there is an Ethermon movie coming out in theaters pretty soon, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely something we would love to do, right? And like, awesome. don't get me wrong, like you know, I I I love like um like the just the idea of you know amalgamating like monster like men my wife and i were always talking about like hey we should make a monster out of this one of the cool mon that's upcoming mm-hmm. very soon it's called uh yawn now it's because of yawn and now so it's like a cat with little like yawn behind it as its tail it's oh, called yawn wow. now it's so yeah. cool like like I'll, I'll like everyone's seen it it's like oh you know that's so cool and we might make a plushies out of that too as well but that's upcoming very soon Cool, cool, cool. So, all right. I think uh, I think we are gonna wrap it up. What do you think? Do you have anything else? No, I think we're good for this time. Oh, a lot. Yeah, awesome. yeah. You came on my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Just tell me all this stuff because, you know, as a as a player, as an Ethermont player, I, I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm, I'm like more excited now that you're telling me all this. Like, okay, I'm good. I can't wait to finish our our conversation so I can jump on right now. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. No, I think it, it's great. I think, it, you know, when when I was a, a player uh, initially, right, I was an investor slash player. I played a lot. I was on it like, you know, four hours every every two days. Just And I actually was managing multiple accounts. But it actually gets very interesting. If you actually understand the gameplay, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to very quickly decide, I have a team, that's the oppo- opposite team. How do I you know, select the right combination so I can win the battle to get more Emont. I was obviously trying to mine mm-hmm. Emont as well. But then playing that across multiple multiple teams. Because then that's in the future, because ultimately we're doing 3D battles, right? Um, when you're doing battle, you have to kind of know your, your mon, the opposite's, op- op- opponent's mon, uh, which, you know, which support they have, and therefore, are you going to win or not? It really becomes that. I can really imagine this in the future of like, Ethermon battle just become very engaging. It's like, oh, you know, I have like, you know, like uh, uh, Yarmel out there, but he has this other in his backup. So therefore, I can put this like. I think it just become it will be a lot of fun once we can get the the out in Decentraland doing like three D battles. I think it'll be really really cool. I don't. Do you, is there is there another tournament coming out anytime soon? Because that was that was fun. I personally enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. So there's another thing I, I shouldn't talked about, but I guess uh, uh, technically we were supposed to <laughs> we we're supposed to be releasing that uh, this week, uh, which is we have a major promotion coming up together with uh, I think I can I should be able to say the name <laughs> uh, a big uh, traditional gaming company that's all as an A uh, so they have this uh-huh. thing token uh, that they're pushing together with this other company called uh, Arcade Network which is a wallet provider so this big a Arcade <laughs> uh, uh-huh. company uh, you know they, they recently had some uh, 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 they're recently pushing out this uh, a gaming token. So, but this major promotion coming up, and we're waiting for them to do um, a uh, the the launch, which will be you'll be able to get that a something token, and then you'll be able to also get uh, uh, more of our tokens, etc. In parallel, uh, one of the things to get our tokens is you need to participate in the tournaments. So we're just waiting for that right now to kick off the same tournament. It will be a beginner's tournament, so which means all you need is uh, a starter month. Actually, your month must be starting with uh, level one in order to participate, participate in the tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, then it will be big prizes, huge prizes. So I, I have my starters, and I'm actually just about level 20 am i able to get some new starter starter mods just so i can 
participate in that tournament? Yeah, so I think there's two things that's going on. One is that uh, we'll see if we can roll this out for this tournament, which is we want to enable people with uh, uh, no NFT to play with some basic mods okay. that have a level cap. So we'll have to see if we can roll this out. But otherwise, for this particular tournament, it's more geared towards brand new players. So technically, they need to get three new Ethermon at level one. There was one other thing. There's a few features we're looking at in the future, uh, which we're thinking about, which is the ability to reduce your levels or to retransform your mom back to level one if you want. Uh, and then, but in in rewards, we'll give you some emote. So which means, hey, if I want to move my, my mom back to a lower level, how can I do that? Can I extract my EXP and put it on another mod? But the other way to do it is I'll transform my mom oh, that back would to be a level cool, one. That would be really And cool. then get, give you some emote. So there's some idea of throwing around there. So we understand, you know, at the same time, we're not trying to, we are trying to get some new players. So that's why we kind of make this an entry-level tournament. Uh, but once we do this one, I'm pretty sure the next one will be kind of a higher tier, which means you have to have higher level ethermon but because of this one we're expecting a lot of co-promotion it's a co-promotion between three different games uh together with the big a title uh, which you can mm-hmm. guess right <laughs> uh they used to make consoles <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah yeah so um yes <laughs> yeah that was I a didn't little think... bit too obvious <laughs> uh, yeah so that promotion is coming up so okay um cool that's cool because I, I've I've actually been hearing not just with you but with other pla- with other um, game platforms. Is yeah. that is that what, is that what you call the game platform, or just a game? Uh, or well, just a blockchain like or NF, uh, NFT platform. What what do I call Ethermon? Like Ethermon dot, dot io. I just call it a game. Just say Ethermon. It's we are. Uh, it it is a game, but uh, I guess you can always also call it a like a platform. But I think it's more, it's a it's a it's a it's a game. Uh, but then we're also going to send. Actually, I should have to think about it. Well, technically, yeah, because it's a, yeah, all of the yeah. Is it off chain? Is it a side chain? Yeah, it's on chain and off chain potentially side chain <laughs> yeah. as well. So. <laughs> I'll answer your question on the next call exactly what what it is. But in a way, I think Ethermon is a platform uh, for uh, collectibles. You know, Ethermon the collectibles. Yeah. There you go. Platform. Ethermon the platform. That's why I keep calling it platform. All right, Aidan. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Looking forward for future talks. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.